Welcome to Abiding in Hope, a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and St. Rose Radio. I'm Marianne Jepson, Clinical Counselor in Columbus, Ohio. And I'm Father John Sims Baker at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. How you doing, Father? I am finer than a frog's hair. And that's mighty fine. That's a pretty good answer for a girl from Ohio, right? <laughs> I've you're, learned. You're... you're you're getting there. Man. You're getting there. I, I, I'm not quite. I haven't arrived yet, have I? Because I have to like say twit. Wait, split three times. Dyed red, <laughs> no. and and curled over. I don't know, like a lot of no, times. I, I think it's fine. You're doing okay. Great. You're doing okay, because that's when we were in a restaurant there one time. That's what one of the women, one of the waitresses said: is you have to add like things, like split three times and. <laughs> Yeah, that's mighty fine. Yep. Okay, well, anyway, Father, let's let's get serious here. Um, how about starting us off with prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you, and we bless you, and we glorify you, and we thank you for the gift of this day, and this gift to receive and share your love as we talk about our faith, try to understand it and live it more faithfully to be truer and truer disciples of your Son and our Lord Jesus Christ. And we ask all of these prayers in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we also ask the intercession of our Blessed Mother, praying, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, sinners, now now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we have some rather serious questions um, today, and uh, so I guess we should dig right in. Um, I'll start off if you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Here is our first question. The church seems to be in so many crises right now. It involves the conduct of priests and some bishops and even cardinals. There's been questions raised even about the Pope's decision-making. What are we to make of all of this? What should we say to our children? How can we remain faithful, and how can our faith grow in this environment? Well, first of all, I would just say I think that you know, this person the, who wrote, sent in this question is probably speaking for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of, a lot of the people listening to this show right now, because I think especially, you know, listeners to uh, St. Gabriel radio and, and St. Rose radio are the kind of people who would be, you know, very largely troubled by things. And, and it's completely understandable to be troubled by this. So I don't want you to take wrong, in a sense, or think that I'm making light of any of the uh, deep distress that, in a sense, that's expressed in this question, uh, and maybe others, other people have. But on the other hand, I, I, what what are we what were we supposed to do? Like on the you know the the day uh, after the uh, the Pope said. I don't even know this guy, Jesus. Said it three. Said it three times. You know, mm-hmm. that would be Saint Peter. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the, a good point. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And again, that's not to say that that's not a challenge. It is. But it shouldn't really be a surprise. You know, the failures and sins of anybody, including ourselves, should never shock us, should never surprise us. You know, um, if they do, I think we need to try to be a little more humble. Um, Because just who are any of us apart from the grace of God? You know, really any of us is capable of doing just about anything apart from the grace of God. And it should make us more and more grateful for his grace and to entrust ourselves to him more and more. So that human beings, even men who are supposed to be leaders in the church, should fail and should even sin, um, although not a, you know, a desirable thing by any means, should never surprise or shock us. Um, And our faith isn't or shouldn't be founded on what other human beings say or do. We need to be firmly grounded on Jesus Christ. Now, of course, the church is the means that we are connected directly to Jesus. And we have to remember that the church, again, essentially is not a human organization. But the church is the spotless bride of Christ and the mystical body of Christ. That's what the church is in its inner reality. And therefore, perfect. The church is perfect. Um, And also is our loving mother as well. And so we need to hold fast to the church and love the church, um, even as we have to deal and cope with the failures of members of the church, even leaders of the church. And that should actually give us the courage and confidence to speak the truth, because uh, the truth is what's going to set us free, you know. And if priests or bishops or cardinals have, you know, done things that are wrong, we should not be afraid of the truth. And that truth needs to be spoken. And that truth needs to have its consequences. Um, you know, and, and we're not, there's no guarantee, even there, there's a mention about the, you know, even about the, the, the Pope in this thing, in this question there's no guarantee that the Pope is always going to make the very best decision possible in every situation. That's not what we're guaranteed, you know. I think that's, of course, we can be fairly confident that that's what the Holy Father is always trying to do. But his um, infallibility is, frankly, rather narrowly um, defined covering when he's speaking authoritatively as the Holy Father on matters of faith or morals. That we can always have confidence in. But, you know, decisions of how to govern the church or this or that or the other sort of things, 
he's not always going to make the perfect decision. And actually, we're not, we really shouldn't expect that either, to tell you the truth. So I think to some extent, we have to adjust our our expectations. You know, um, we, the members and even the leaders of the church, still remain fallible human beings. And um, we're not, um, you know, and, and, and that, that's just, that's the reality. But um, we also have this guarantee that of the church and her inner reality being the bride of Christ and the mystical body of Christ, which is perfect, uh, and from which all the grace we receive come from. So we have to, um, you know, put our faith there in the Lord Jesus Christ. You stopped talking, Father. Does that mean you're turning this over to me now? <laughs> yes, that's what that means. Oh, my goodness. I, this is a question I don't know how to answer at all. I, I'm stumped. I, I know that I'm particularly troubled by some, um, you know, maybe not even so much as the of the sins of some of the people the priests and and cardinals because at a certain level i can understand how people sin but the teachings that some of them um are are putting out really um concern me and while i'm not an expert, and I don't think that the pro- the the point of this program is to judge um, those things. I think that we need, as laity, to know our faith ourselves. We have to do our studying, and we really know, need to know what the truth is, not what we want the truth to be. No, that's absolutely right, and I think that. Um, you know, calling to, you know, correction in some circumstances. I mean, we have great examples of saints who did things. I mean, I think St. Catherine of Siena, for example, is a great <laughs> saint to be praying to in these days. She who, um, you know, even challenged even the Holy Father, you know, uh, about certain things and did so very forthrightly and very mm-hmm. directly. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time referred to him as the sweet Christ on earth. And I think those two things go together. You know, the love and reverence for uh, Jesus Christ and his church and and even the leaders of the church um, then also spur us, as you're suggesting, to take our faith very, very seriously and to speak the truth in charity, of course, Mm -hmm. but to speak the truth. Right. It's a time where we need to be um, seeking the truth, speaking the truth. We need to be filled with virtue ourselves. Um, You mentioned humility, but I think there also has to be a great sense of courage in the midst of it, that we cannot walk away from this. We have to speak the truth and speak it in love. Um, there might be times even where, I mean, I, 
we've all seen some anger about this whole thing, right? Um, and maybe there's a time for righteous anger in a way to stir people's um, – we're, we're all on this journey together, whether we like it or we don't. And we have to work together somehow to, to, to bring this – to, to bring truth back, and we're, we're in well, difficult that's times. The, that's the part of the question that I really like is the last part. How can we remain faithful, and how can our faith life grow in this environment? Right, right. Because it can. It can, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can. And as a matter of fact, it can grow to be very, very strong. You know, you know as sure. you were saying that with that virtue of fortitude, yes. it can be strong. Mm-hmm. But it's also a challenge. It's a great challenge. And I want to acknowledge that. I don't want to, anybody to walk away from this saying, oh, you know, Father doesn't think this is a big deal. It is oh, a big no. deal. It's a very big deal. Um, I think we know that we have an enemy who um, is trying the best and always has tried the best to take the church down. But we also know that the gates of hell will not prevail against us. And will not prevail against the church. And and I, that's one of the things that recently I've been reading articles where it's like the church is going down. The church is this. No, 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 no. Don't buy that. That's a lie. But that's where, Absolutely. That's where we have to get really um, serious about this ourselves. And and autocorrect in some way. However, we it needs all of us to do that. It really does. And I think it really needs especially the the strength and fidelity of the lay faithful uh, to really step up yeah. as well. Yeah. It's um and, and it's and, and if that happens, that'll be a great blessing to the church going forward. Yeah. I think to it have will. a more engaged laity is will be a uh make things even better. One of the um there's a cautionary note I I want to throw in because um on social media this is a very troubling thing for me is I see so many good catholics tearing down other good catholics mm-hmm. because maybe they just are seeing things in advance I don't know what it is but there are priests and bishops and and even cardinals who are being torn down who are the faithful ones and and they're being torn down on social media as well it's like nobody you know in a collar can take a breath without being condemned for something and we cannot do that we as lay faithful have no business doing that for the the ones who really are faithful you know um, I, it, it's well. It's, it's a, yeah. It, it's very very troubling. And and the the thing is that you you're dealing with some things like you you talked about like righteous anger, which is a reality. Yeah. And um, but on the other hand, you got to make sure that you don't let the sinful sort of anger that just sort of um, uh, lashing out at other people. That is, you know, it's easy to then to let that slip out as well. So, it sure is. Um, yeah. And it's, so, you know, uh, charity in all things, in, in absolutely all things, yeah. um, even in anger. <laughs> even in uh, anger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think. 
before you just let it roll out, (laughs) whether it's on the keyboard or it's out of your mouth. But be sure that you have the facts straight. Just don't jump on any bandwagon that's bashing the church because that's what the thing to do is. We cannot afford that. That's not what God wants us to do. And so um, we have to be very careful with our anger and frustrations. Absolutely. So um, you're listening to Abiding in Hope, a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and St. Rose Radio. I'm Mary Ann Jepson, clinical counselor in Columbus, Ohio. And I'm Father John Sims Baker at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And we're happy to be together. <laughs> yes. Um, and so here we have one more um, tough question, I think. They sort of it tie follows. together. Yeah. It, fo- it follows. So we might as well deal with them all. And, you know, why put happiness into um, a show? <laughs> <laughs> we might as well deal with the, the tough stuff and, and get it over with. So that's, that's my motto. So anyway, um, here we go. We live in such tumultuous times. It seems that people are pulling and clawing and detracting the church and religion in general from all sides. How can we understand this threat? How might we respond to it in a loving but confident way? Well, again, beautiful question. A question obviously grounded in faith. You know, you wouldn't ask that question if you weren't trying to be faithful. First of all, I agree. We do live in great, in very tumultuous times where there is pull, pulling and clawing and detracting Um And it's there and it's real. And I think it exists on the human level. I think it also exists on the supernatural level. I think we need to not forget the activity of the evil one, you know, in all of these things as well. Um, On the other hand, we can respond to it in a loving and confident way. Um, I think by first of all, remembering who we are, as we talked, as we've Mm -hmm. talked about uh, that we are children of God. You know, if, as St. Paul says, uh, as is the motto of the Josephinum, if God is for us, who can be against us? Um, that God is for us. And so we can have confidence in, a very, in very difficult times. And to focus on what's really the most essential things, you know, the, 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 the very, the kerygma of our faith, the fact that Jesus Christ came out of love for fallen humanity, suffered, died, and rose again, ascended to the Heavenly Father in heaven, sent the Holy Spirit on the church in order to lead us all to be with him forever in heaven. That's all just as true today as it's ever been, you know? And that's our hope. Our hope is in that, is in what Jesus Christ has already done. We, we do have to grieve, I think, the fact that sometimes that message is clouded by either opposition or, you know, scandal or crisis or whatever else. Uh, but nonetheless, that is the truth. That is the gospel. That is the good news. And that's what we can have confidence in. And that is how we can be loving. It's because we have been loved in such a profound way. And so focus on that, you know, focus on what Jesus Christ has done and, and speak that mainly and live that mainly. And I, I think that'll come through. 
Yeah, I think um, I'm trying to get the right words, which I'm, I'm stumbling over. But if we have something to say and we are going to post it on social media or even if we're going to say it to um, someone else and it's about a lot of the tumultuous times or or things, it's about other people who are are doing sinful things or are acting attacking or whatever attacking yeah shouldn't we think about how we're going to say those things and are they even though they may be true are they going to add any good to a conversation or are they going to be uplifting to the person there are certain things that we have to just by nature we have to discuss and all but how we discuss those things um i think approaching them with charity if there's ever a time that we need charity in this world it is now and it's how we do it how we speak about things how we communicate with each other and things We've got a lot of evil things going on in the world, and um, we can take people down the wrong path by what comes out of our mouths about those things. So I think we have to approach it with um, very careful words. Right. Well, St. Paul gives great great counsel about that. He says, say only those things that are really going to help other people. Yeah. There are a lot of things that you can say that are perfectly true, mm-hmm. but totally unhelpful. You know, that's the, and I think the real answer to this uh, is it's just is can be summed up in one word really, which is holiness. Mm-hmm. That if, if we want to change the world <laughs> in whatever way, we need to change ourselves. Yeah, it has to start with us. We have to be holy. To be holy as God is holy, so that we are seen to be, you know, the people of God, um, the holy ones, the saints. And that's not some, you know, you know, sort of, um, sort of otherworldly thing. That's no. That's living very concretely here in this world, uh, but trying to always be holy in everything, and so to. Put first things first, you know, to make mm-hmm. sure that we're, am I praying the way I'm supposed to be praying? Am I living the life of the sacraments the way I should be? Am I living out my vocation, whatever it is? Am I taking care of my responsibilities in a loving and generous way? Am I, you know, uh, contributing to the life of the world and the church as I should? And if we're doing all those things, I don't think we're going to have a whole lot of time for clawing and pulling and <laughs> detracting <laughs> yeah that's a good point take care of what you need to take take care of in terms of your vocation in life um we have such great temptations with the internet and things that that tend to in social media i see this the clawing particularly in detracting is is taking place there um, and so maybe we have to limit our time there. We have to, when we're triggered or we want to be sucked into someone talking badly about the church or we want to, you know, and within us anger arises or whatever it is, we are making a choice at those moments to engage in that. Is that 
what we need to be doing at that point in time? Or is it better for us just to, you know, take a deep breath, say a prayer, turn to the Lord and say, you know, Lord, help me in this situation. If there's something I can contribute on social media that will be um, speaking your truth and speaking it in love and speaking it in a way that's going to help other people, then give me those words. Give me your words, not my words, because my words might lead everybody right into sin, including a big time myself. Um, And look at it from the point of view of eternity. Yes. Yeah. 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 What will any of this make any difference? What I'm about to say or whatever from heaven? Will I care about this in heaven? <laughs> if not, forget about it. Or will <laughs> I? Go. Will I care about this when I'm on my deathbed? Yeah. Right before. <laughs> um, but I've got to make actually, this one last comment on the uh, internet or whatever. <laughs> do yeah? Is that going to be that important or what? You know, I I really been thinking a lot about those kinds of things. Like, is this important? And what? And when I'm on my deathbed, right before going to Christ, what's going to be most important to me? What it? What am I going to look back on and say? These are the things I'm, am I going to have more things to say, Lord, I did this and I did this for you and I gave this to you? Or am I going to look back and like be scrambling like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I I'd, I'd really, I know I'll have a lot of things to say I'm sorry for, but I, I just hope that I have more things, you know, to say that I did in charity and love. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Keeping that in perspective, and hopefully, um, hopefully that helps us to tie our tongues a little bit. When we really, it's not going to add anything to any conversation. If you have something some, to say, yeah. Well, just one last thing is again also remembering the the value of of redemptive suffering. Sometimes we might just have to suffer some of these things, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to to take it silently and as the Lord did in His passion. So good, so beautiful. And the Blessed Mother, when she watched her son mm-hmm. going through that passion, um, I oftentimes think of her and how if I were in her shoes, I would have been jumping all over those men and like pulling them away and stop that. That's my son. Don't do that. You can't do that. And I would have been hitting them or something. I imagine myself that way. And I look at her and think she did that. She held mm-hmm. that in her heart and she turned that to God, that suffering. And she turned that to such good, you know, so. Amen. 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 Well, Father, we've come to the end again, and um, I think it's even, we dealt with all of the tough stuff right now, so it'll be happiness and joy, joy, joy from here on forward. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Okay. It's always good. Um, Please do send your questions to abidinginhope.com. We look forward to them. We treasure them, and um, we will have them on future shows. And so, Father, would you please send us out with a blessing? Of course. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Until next time, God bless you.